Oh, you want to do that? I'm not reading any more trolley emails. Let's just make it the cold open right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Air Swan. Air yeah, Swan. Air said Swan. Ma major dilemma. Dear cool boys, I have a serious issue. We could use some cool boys help for me to figure this out. I know Fell. I'm guessing that means he means Felk. Yeah. Uh, will ridicule me. But I was going to ask you cool boys anyways. My girl wants to lick my butthole, but I don't <laughs> think want her to. And I am so sick. <laughs> Fell, what should I do, cool boy? Thank you, cool boys. <laughs> okay. I, I, have I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I, I'm not responding with that. <laughs> his girl wants to lick his butthole, but I don't think I want her to. And... I am so sick. <laughs> Wait, is that a cool sick? Or is that like uh, he has, you know, like a cold, you think? Or, or, or like a stomach virus, maybe? No, I think he's sick with... Uh, or is uh, he cool? No, he's sick with, you know, over not knowing how to respond to his girl who wants to like, uh, give him a, a rim job. Oh, uh, I love that. Yeah, he's, he's tired. He's, I'm so sick and tired of not being able to help. All right. <laughs> Felt, I, don't, I don't think I don't play. I don't want to read emails that are obviously uh, trolling us. Yeah, but this one seems interesting, though. Felt, I, want to, I want you to just do real quick advice. What is it? No, fuck off. Don't do it. Felk says don't do it. Don't let her do it. No, don't let her do it. Don't let her do it. You're too sick. You're gay. Get a man to do it. <laughs> Fell says you're gay. Fell. I love it's Fell. Has he? Has this person been mishearing us this whole time? Thank you that we're not saying Felk. That we're saying the Fel? joke is presumably that it's, that's autocorrect doing that. Uh, <laughs> but the person did it twice intentionally to make it clear. That's, that's a joke. I love it. Talk about Forky this episode. We're talking, we, we need to keep this shit wholesome. Yes. Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. We'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. <gasps> so cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to a special installment of the Cool Boys Ask a Question podcast. <gasps> I'm Forky, ask the question, Felk, fuck, I got it. Wow. And I'm Ballard, ask the question, Ballard. Uh. <laughs> so cool, or what is so cool? <laughs> I don't know. This episode, we'll be discussing Forky Asks a Question, yes. season one. Oof. Is there a confirmed second season? Well, the way he leaves what is reading at the end of it, I think, uh, hints at a season two. So we will forgo our cool boy updates and get right into Forky Asks a Question. <gasps> and all the fabulous spoilers it has given us. So many spoilers. Spoiler cast doesn't really apply to a show that can't be spoiled. It can be spoiled. Some people don't want to know what what yeah. is reading. Yeah. I don't. It's time for Spoilers. So juicy. How is this an episode? Well, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, first we will give a quick cool boy rating of Forky in past films in the franchise. Right. I haven't seen Toy Story 4. 
So you'll have to give it a like it, love it, or gotta have it. Give it a like it, because everyone says it's not good, and that it's like the worst Toy Story in Toy Story should have ended at three. I don't know what the plot is. Do you want me to spoil the plot for you, or sure, no? Sure, I don't care. It's not on uh, Disney+. The- Plus. I, I, I was like, maybe I'll watch that, because watching all of Forky Ask a Question did not take me very long, and I thought, well, I guess I could watch Toy Story 4, but it wasn't on Disney+. Plus. Um, yeah, so the, the plot of the story is they go on a vacation, like a road trip with Bonnie, the mm-hmm. toys, and Forky is a toy she makes before the road trip, and she loves Forky because she made Forky in class, and it was maybe like her only real friend that first day of class that she made, so it was like a big deal, Forky. So she's holding on to Forky, so Woody spends the whole episode, episode movie, Trying to like keep Forky safe and with Bonnie, and all Forky wants to do is run away and be garbage because he thinks he's garbage. So wait, Forky's the plot point? I thought he was just an answer. For the most part, character. yeah. So then Forky eventually gets sneaks away, and Woody has to chase after him. And in the process, he finds um, Bo Peep, hmm. who disappeared between uh, Toy Stories two and three. The, actually, Toy Story four opens with a uh, prologue of what happens to Bo Peep, how she disappears from the story. So it actually takes place back when Andy had. Uh, the toys and oh. anyway so uh buzz finds bo peep in an antique shop and then it kind of deals with him managing that world keanu reeves is in it christina hendrix is in it and uh eventually oh uh, and key and peel are in it and eventually it, it you know culminates with um all the toys coming together on top of the carousel next to the ferris wheel or some shit and at a fair at a carnival a traveling carnival and um Woody decides that he wants to be a lost toy, and he says goodbye to everybody. And so he says goodbye to his family, essentially. And he, and he it kills himself, essentially? What? He essentially kills himself. Yeah, or, en- or ends, it, ends his, his life with them. I mean, he, he goes with Bo Peep and Key and Peele and Keanu Reeves on another adventure. Okay. I did not like Toy Story 4. Um, Nobody was, seems to. Uh, not a good movie. It seemed pointless. It was a bad message in the end. It doesn't sound like a good message. It, essentially, it was a message of like, hey, guess what? You got that old fling that's like super bad and toxic relationship and probably doesn't work out well. And that other partner is now actually kind of, you know, really distant renegade and probably not a good person to go run with because they have no money and they're living off, you know. That's Bo Peep? Road tripping or whatever or, you know, or, or hitchhiking this and all Bo that Peep? kind of shit. It's Bo Peep, yeah. Go with them. Yeah. And, and don't listen to your parents and run away from your parents. Like, it, it kind of had a little bit of that message. Uh, I, I, I think they failed. I think they attempted a, a solid movie with, like, a good moral message in the end, and it kind of failed a little bit. I think Disney I, told Pixar, you're making another Toy Story because those movies make money. Right. There was a period, and uh, I think they have, after Toy Story 4, they've – Pretty much, Pixar has pretty much said like we are not making any more sequels. We are making only original films from here on out for the foreseeable future. Obviously, they'll eventually do sequels to something. That's a habit. Um, Toy Story Four, I would give it like a two out of five boys. Maybe it had some interesting stuff with Keanu Reeves as a voice cast uh, member, along with Key and People. I thought they brought some fun stuff. I thought the story was kind of stupid, honestly, in the end, and hurt the characters more than did him any good. Okay. And Forky, oh, I guess I'm supposed to be rating Forky. Two and a half out of five boys. He's not that great of a character in it. He's kind of annoying in it. 
Yeah, I don't I don't I, I thought he was like I said, I thought he was just a comic relief character, uh, part of a larger plot, maybe, but not uh, a, a big focal point of the story. Huge. Mm, yeah, big that, that, that disappoints me. And uh, I don't know. I don't I, I don't really care about that. I mean, the first Toy Story is a cool, uh, very tight story and a very cool, like venture into a new way of doing effects a, a new way of doing animation, really. And then Toy Story 2 has a uh, an interesting, more interesting story to me. And then Toy yeah. Story 3, all anyone remembers is the part where they're all in the incinerator. And, and that, that's the entirety of the movie is that one fucking two minute like segment where they all think they're going to die and they all hold their hands as friends. And it's not good. It's just way darker than you'd expect the Toy Story to go. So uh, it, it harkens back to Disney days of yore when they were fucked up and weird, like in Pinocchio. Uh, but uh, it, it I was very mad about three, so I, I did not continue with four. I mean, I used to watch all the Pixar movies until I think Cars was where I was. I saw that uh, not in theaters and, and just like, OK, Pixar is not Pixar anymore. Well, Cars was like their fifth film or something like that. Fifth or sixth film. It's later than that, I think. No, it's really early on. It's pretty early on. Yeah. It's the seventh movie. So, yeah, seventh. Yeah. Yeah. But Ratatouille and Wally were kind of a little bit more upwards, although Wally's not great. Yeah. Wally has not aged well. Ratatouille has aged well. Yeah. Up. I, I, did, I really actually dislike Up. I loved Up. Uh, I saw Up with you. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, uh, I, I have not seen. Uh, I saw Toy Story 3, but I've not seen Cars 2, Brave, Monsters University, Inside Out, The Good Dinosaur, Finding Dory, Cars 3, Coco. I have seen Incredibles 2, and I have not seen uh, Toy Story 4. So I, I would I, say Finding Dory is probably the only solid one out of all of those you have not seen yet that you might want to see. Just if, I mean, but even that's not like solid. Well, I have access to them all now, thanks to Disney Plus. And... Uh, of them, I mean, yeah, I, I don't. I, I've heard good things about the Good Dinosaur. No, uh, it's garbage. Really? Yeah. Hmm, a lot of people like it. I hated it. A lot of people uh, like Inside Out. I don't fucking. Uh, oh yeah, that one's not bad. Yeah, that one's not bad. That's another solid one. That might not be that solid. You know what? You know what? Um, how do I say this? Oh, I'll just say facts don't care about your feelings. No, but I don't think that's that what a movie's about. About facts versus feelings. Well, that's about feelings. Fuck feelings. Stop having them. They just get in the way. It is, but it's also like it's a good study on the brain. It's actually a smart way to discuss the brain with kids and like thoughts and stuff like that and the way the brain works and compartmentalizes shit. Yeah, feelings. Overrated. Overrated. All right, let's move on to Forky Asks a Question. Uh, season one. Uh, Forky Asks a Question. Ten episodes. Was a heavily promoted a series of short films. That, uh, but the first one, uh, what is money mm -hmm. being one of the premier debut Disney plus exclusives because of the way Disney plus on like, uh, Netflix, uh, chose to do things was to have each episode come out once a week. So at, when Disney plus launched, you only had one episode of Mandalorian and one episode of Jeff Goldblum asks a question or whatever, uh, and a, a handful of other original shows, not many. High, so, high School Musical, the musical, or something like that? <laughs> it's Yeah, what is it? High School Musical, the series. The musical, the series? I don't know. It's like it's like two of the musicals in there, something like that. Uh, high School Musical, the musical series? I hope so. All right, I have to know what it is now. 
Yeah, it's High School Musical, the musical, the series. The series? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't understand the joke. Or maybe it's actually based on the musical based on High School Musical. I don't know. I don't want to know. So as a result, previously mentioned on episodes uh, of the show, that was the first thing. Forky asked the question, episode one, what is money? Was the first, your belly is beautiful right now. (laughs) uh was uh was uh your your belly's up um was the first thing you watched on disney plus and talked about it and as a result i threw on the first one because i was curious like how it would answer what is money thinking like will we go both you know the more the the keynesian economics uh route or or we we buy into the you know elizabeth warren kind of mentality of like money's just a promise and when you deal with one trillion dollars you're just dealing with a concept not a real amount so don't really worry about how we, we, we you just pay for it. Uh, you know, like when, when people ask questions, like quite when your question, like, um, you know, how do you deal with all the all the economics, uh, all the economics experts who say that this will bankrupt the economy uh, or immediately, immediately, you know, stifle all economic growth? She goes, oh, they're just wrong. I'm talking about Elizabeth Warren still. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't go into that. Instead, it just gave the basics of like what money is, that it's something that can be exchanged for goods and services and that it's Ham talks to Forky and uh, tries to explain it. Ham is, of course, uh, voiced by uh, Cliff from Cheers. John Ratzenberger. John Ratzenberger, uh, who is known for being Cliff from Cheers. In every character in a Pixar film ever. Yeah, and in one character in almost every Pixar movie, I think. It's not all of them, but yeah, Ham, he, he's the penny bank and uh, he explains uh, that money is money is printed in, in the various printing presses in the U.S., but doesn't really talk about like all the other types of money and, you know, the gold standard. It's not very informative. And uh, I thought, OK, well, th- there's still information there. Surely these will be more informative as they move on. Was I right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they are not informative. What is cheese doesn't even answer what cheese is. <sighs> I will give what is money. Are you giving them boys? I guess we're giving them boys, right? Each episode. <laughs> sure. I guess we could go. Yeah, we can go through every episode. Might as well just kind of review them real quick. Three. I'll give I'll give what is money three boys. Really? Three out of five boys? I don't I don't I don't give a shit. I mean, I easily give it one boy or three. No, I wouldn't give it at one. I would give it two and a half. I'm going to go back down to two and a half. Well, I'm not going to give boys. I had somebody else. Already supply me, boys. I'm going to supply us, the boys, from a six-year-old and a four-year-old. That's adorable. Okay. What 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 did they give it? So my six-year-old, she gave it. Did you did, did you explain the bo- how the boys' ranking system, or you just say stars to them? I told them, uh, pick a number between one through five. One is the worst. Five is the best. And every number in between is, you know, on your way there. So if, if you choose five, that's the best number you can pick. Mm-hmm. If you can pick one, that's the worst number to pick, right? All right. They got it very quickly, and and my daughter loved this and got really into it. Like she was like only willing to answer once the episode was over. Yeah. So, a six year old, my daughter gave yeah. it one out of five boys money. Jeez. And my son, a four year old, yeah. gave it five out of five boys money. Okay. And yeah, and I just kind of noticed, I guess, really that it was is a real season intro. You know, he actually has Forky kind of setting up the the stakes, if you will, the the, the show, the episodes, what they will be about, and um, yeah, Ham, and he's kind of a carryover into the next episode, friend, um, and I kind of like that there were some 
there were some like through lines, mm-hmm. like very loose, very loose threads. But uh, they they were there to like kind of tie kind of an episode into an episode. And Ham ties money into friend. So Felk, what is a friend? So what is a friend? I don't really remember this episode. Um, he talks. What? To, no. He talks to. I'm an adult, dude. I don't give a shit. I, I, I'm doing this episode as, as who gives a fuck. I'm fine. What were you, what were you fucking forky asks a question on our fucking podcast where you what? also watch game no. and fucking ranked, you know, hot women and, and talked about ghosts we'd like to fuck. Like, what does and, it matter and, anymore? And, and uh, celebrity cocks. Felt so, what? No is what Forky does in that episode when he pretends to be uh, Bonnie's mom on the phone. Oh, the cop. That was stupid. Yeah, that, this episode I did not like then. Oh, my God. I love this episode. What? No. I loved it. That was one joke repeated 17 times. You did. Yeah. What do you give it? How many boys? I'm one. One boy. One boy? Mm-hmm. All right. My daughter gave it five out of five boys. My son gave it five out of five boys. They loved it. They were... Losing it on every what no. Every time Forky said what no, it was a barrel of laughters. And then um, the very end when Forky actually knocks, uh, next, uh, knocks the cup off the table and it shatters and breaks it. He's like, what? No! The kids go crazy. I mean, they just rolling on the floor. R-O-F-L-O-L. Briefly, I was interested because I was like, wait, can coffee cups talk in the world of toys? Because it doesn't make any less sense for a fucking coffee cup with a smiley face on it to be able to be sentient than a than a spork. Uh, so so, but then the the coffee cup didn't no, talk. No, okay. Forky becomes sentient once he becomes a toy. You have to play with it. Yeah, I think that's what they they like talk about that in Toy Story Four. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I guess Toy Story Four. It freaks him yeah. out. Yeah. Him becoming sentient, he like freaks the fuck out. He's like, "What's going on? What is everything? What is this stuff?" Because the world of Toy Story is a fucking nightmare. Like it is. That is not. That's Lovecraft shit. And, and Pixar thinks it's like cute and funny. I mean, and, and that's the problem with Cars. Is that Cars you can't fucking deny the Lovecraftian concept of a, a world in which sentient cars operate essentially as if they were human beings, and, and the world still is exists, but. None of it makes sense if you if you think about any. I mean, I I forget what episode I I freaked out. Um, it started like none of this makes sense. But I I did I previously discussed cars in a previous movie. Yeah, what was it? Was it cars? Was it the cars episode? We didn't do a cars episode. No, we did an episode about cars. No, 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 no. It was way later than that. It was it was this is after Nolan quit quit the show. Um, oh, was after he quit the show? It, maybe it was maybe it was why he was still around. I don't remember. Did he quit the show? We don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, surmising going on there. Yeah, um, but I, but it, but it, yeah. My point is that uh, the world of cars, all, like the entire movie, I was just like, I, what is this world? Toy Story is not as bad, obviously, because it still takes place in our world. And the idea is that while we have no idea, toys are actually sentient. Now, why this would never come up or be discovered by science is kind of baffling. But you just you go with the story. But I feel like Forky is pushing the concept of like. What is a sent? Why? What is a sentience, and, wh- and when does it happen, and how does it work? And as soon as I saw that coffee cup, that's all, that's all I thought about that episode. And the what no joke joke just really bothered me. So <laughs> I mean, because if you just take up a coffee cup and go, you know, mirror, you like fly, fly, fly through the air, like it's a coffee cup spaceship, <laughs> then it's a toy, weird. right? That's mm. all you'd have to fucking do. Uh, so coffee cups would be sentient if you if you sit on a toilet. 
And then it, it go like, I'm driving a car. You're playing with the toilet. You're pretending the toilet's a car. There's a toilet then becomes sentient. And now it's life is being is swallowing shit. Yeah, I well, I was thinking, but if you're a dildo, that would be great. Like if you did that with a dildo, you hung it up. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Not if you got a fucking fat, ugly disease, uh, psoriasis and, and fucking MRSA and all that shit. And that Google Blue Waffle, it could go bad. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about for dildos? Yeah. Dildo's fine. He's rubber. He's fine. Not if he's going in horrible places. Well, what if he's only going in sweet pussy? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind. Statistically speaking, only half of dildo sales are to women. The other half, you guessed it, dogs, gay men. Oh, okay. Now that's not vibrating dildos, like because yeah, there's the fucking wand that has like the ball at the end. That, this is a back massager, but you can also put it on your clit. Oh my god, what was the big huge dick dildo I found? I remember I called. What was a uh... Baywatch episode, I think we talked about. I found the Mondo. What was it called? Oh, the Moby. The Moby. Yeah, yes. no, I'm talking. I'm not. That's a novelty dildo. I'm talking about actual ones, but the ones I that found are actually a shaped video. like cocks. I found that, a video with somebody like doing the Moby. It was insane. The ones that are actually shaped like real, like anatomical dicks with balls. Those are those are you know. You're, hey, you're, that you're Moby's like, anatomical. It's not the size for the big for a big man like me. It's right on the money. Right, we're talking about Forky Ballard. <laughs> Moving on from what is friend. What is art? Uh, refresh my memory. What's this one again? I probably should just pull these up. This is the one with um, uh, Timothy Dalton, who played the you know Mr. Pricklepuss or whatever his name is. Yeah, wasn't he the villain of the third movie? No, 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 no. That was the lots of hugs, o bear, lots of hugs, bear, or something like that. Huh. It's called like strawberries. Huh. Uh, oh, yeah, this is the acting one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this now. And it was uh, essentially Forky asking, what is art? And then, like, Prinkle Pants being all like, it's this or that. And then Forky's like, what is art? And he's like, it's this or that. And he's like, what is art? And he goes, well, it's also this or that. And then eventually it broke down into, like, him being like, Forky, let me, you know, film you naked and and take your clothes off. And then, and then Forky, you know, felt, you know... Like trust was not there I'm anymore. Cut that part out. <laughs> what? Too dark. <laughs> Too dark for our Forky episode. This is for children. It was a casting couch situation. And anyway, so and then that episode I think ends with uh, Bob Lasseter doesn't work at fucking. Uh, not anymore. Oh my so. god. I, that's a whole nother conversation. We shouldn't really get into that one either. But there's some shit. There's some shit I've read about what Mr. Lasseter allegedly has done around the offices of Pixar. Pixar specifically, too. Uh, are you talking about new stuff or do you know? Oh, I don't know. I mean, stuff I'm read. Yeah, stuff oh, I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, every time he came around me, allegedly it was fine. I mean, he hugged me a lot and smelled my hair. And he squeezed my tits a couple times. Okay. Let's move on to what is time. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Art. Yeah, so yeah. my daughter gave it two out of five boys. My son gave it three out of five boys. Then when the episode finished, he said, no, a hundred out of five boys. Oh, great. He's following in fucking Nolan's <laughs> lead. It's mostly because the bologna is gross line. The sandwiches when he's like, 
telling them to do all the different things like happy, sad, you know, all these different things. He's the prickle pants is barking at Forky as the end credit scene. And then the last one is bologna sandwich, and he's eating it, and he goes, "Ew, is gross." That, bologna's fine. Yeah, I I I don't mind it when I I was a kid. I don't want it today. That's for sure. Oh, you ever had like high end like Whole Foods bologna though? No. It's interesting. Like it's the, the texture is kind of uh, unique. It melts in your mouth almost. Felk, I don't believe that you buy Whole Foods. You you go to Whole Foods? I do go to Whole Foods. Really? I go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods for most of my shopping. Oh my god. Why? That's why? Sad. Why do you? What? What about Whole Foods? Is it its politics? Because the actual yeah. the owner of Whole Foods is actually Whole Foods before it was sold to Amazon. It's actually a, like a hardcore libertarian. So. Yeah, I just think uh, certain kind of people eat at Whole Foods. Gay people? No, I wouldn't. No, because gay people aren't horrible. Oh, uh, I just think of just just total horrible douches. Yeah, eat at Whole Foods. No, yeah, yeah. And that, now you are one. It breaks my heart. You're breaking my heart. You didn't know I was a douche? Have you met me? <laughs> You're going down a path I can't follow. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that was what is time. <laughs> no, that was what is art. Jesus Christ. Can we? All right. I'll give, I, oh, I'll give that one one star. For art. What are your boy. boys? What? One boy. Mm. All right. Let's move on because there's a lot more of these. And <laughs> Four more. No, six more. Seven more. Yeah. What is time is the next one. Forky talks to a clock. This one's not, this one gives more information about what dinosaurs are than what uh, time is. Yeah, it did, uh, and that and that bothered me. Like, it doesn't answer like what is time because that, that's there, there's a way you can explain that to kids that's that's like informative and also like ends with a question. You know, like what is you know because like you know we really don't know exactly what time is. Time is a flat circle. Um, I I uh, I just liked this one for the fact that Forky yelled boo at. Mr. Rex or whatever, as soon as he introduces them, he goes, and today's going to help me is he has a clock next to him. He goes, like, Mr. Rex or whatever. And then he goes, boo, boo. Did the clock talk? <laughs> no, I don't think he really did. I think he just looks sad. And then Rex says, like, five things. And then Forky goes, slow down, Poindexter. I love when people call people Poindexter. I love when Homer What's the calls origin Millhouse of Poindexter. What's the, origin of, What's the origin of Poindexter? What? That's the origin of... I don't know. I just love it. Homer's like, he looks like you, Poindexter. <laughs> you got the dud. Here comes Judge. Here comes the Judge. <laughs> you got the dud. He looks just like you, Poindexter. Gee, it, might, it comes from Felix the Cat. That's sexy. Wow. All right. Um... What was I saying? What we're talking about? Uh, yeah, this episode I, I didn't like um, either, uh, namely because it reminded me of uh, the second episode of "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared." Have you seen that? What is that? It is okay. It's like a Rankin Bass, like PBS, like it's a YouTube show. All right, it, with like short episodes, they're like four minutes long, and it's like in the style of like a, a Sesame Street Rankin Bass kind of thing, where it's like like Muppets and like uh, people in like suits, like very Sesame Street, very Elmo but off brand. But like the episodes get fucking weird and dark, and like there's like real meat used as puppets are cut up, and it's it's like it's it's British. And it got a, you know, it has a cult following. 
Um, I've never heard of this. I'm going to look this up right away. Okay, watch. The, 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 if you get to the second episode, you'll 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 know why I did. Okay, I don't like Duck. No, don't be as scared. I've seen the first season, and I, I find it to be pretty fucking nightmarish. And um, because I saw the talking clock and was being explained what time is, because that's the, that's the second episode. It's like each episode is like, what's what is love? What is time? What is imagination? What is creativity? But they all go, what is computers? But they all go like really f- fucked up, dark places uh, in terms of just like almost uh, Lynchian, Cronenbergian uh, imagery. Surprised you haven't heard of it. It's very surreal. It, it kind of up your alley in terms of like weird shit. Don't hug me. I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Which what are you watching? Which one? Um, I'm it's it's uh short, like they're like three minutes or so each. Yeah, they each and each one has a, a song, and the songs are well written, so they're catchy too. I'm just on their YouTube page right now. I see that they have a uh, few episodes on here. Yeah, but the uh the this one, the time one, and then I guess the computer one are the ones where I'm like, I I, I don't like anything that gives me memories of 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 that series crazy well i think i found something i enjoy um what do you give uh this episode time uh i don't know one okay one out of five boys all right um my daughter gave it zero out of five boys she gave it less than you i told her she couldn't do zero and she still said zero and um my son gave it five out of five boys he loved it he just absolutely loved it my son is obviously very into forky hmm well, I mean, I don't dislike Forky. I, having seen these things, Forky is kind of an interesting um, concept uh, within the Toy Story concept of like what a barely sentient, like perpetually confused creature. Because mm-hmm. most of the toys, like it's weird because like some of the toys, Buzz Lightyear thinks he's Buzz Lightyear. Like that's the whole thing. Like he actually at thinks first, right? Yeah, yeah. At first he thinks he he, he is Bud Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear, the real Bud, one. And then he Bud Lightbeer, Bud Lightbeer. And then he finds out, you know, that, that the whole movie is him realizing what toys are and what he is and um, and coming to terms with it. That that in itself is uh, I, I, I think I'm saying Lovecraftian too much. It's it's more um, uh, just too. Cons- well, I, 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 I can't fucking remember the 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 the, the writer I'm thinking of now. Um, George Orwell. No, um, from uh, <laughs> it's Orwellian. Whatever. Um, I'll, I'll cut all this out so I don't look like an idiot. <laughs> Kafka fucking s. Jesus Christ, Kafka esque. Kafka, yes, Kafka. It's almost Kafka. It, it, it's almost Kafka esque. <laughs> there, there's my clean in. That's a super clean in, yeah. <laughs> I'll leave all that in. Fuck it. Uh, all right, where are we? I think we're done with time. I think we can move on to what is love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. I love this episode. I love this episode for Melephant Brooks. I love this episode for Carl Rhinoceros. I love this episode for Carol Burnett. Or no, Cheryl Burnett. Cheryl. She's a fucking sentient chair. See, that really... Yeah. If if, if a plastic kid's chair can be uh, uh, alive, then toilets can be alive. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're actually right. There is evidence. And then there was, of course, Bitey White. As well, I loved her. I loved the use of those four uh, elderly, senile comedians, and um, I loved Carl's uh, boom because yeah, love does go boom, and love goes boom in a lot of ways that are more X-rated. And I think they were hinting at it. 
They were implying adulterous love affairs. They were implying soap opera quality love. They were implying conspiracies in love. Homosexual love, possibly. Uh, They were implying threesomes in love. Yeah. It was amazing, actually, for me. Like, I watching that, I looked at it. At first, I thought, okay, this is probably going to go nowhere. Right, like yeah. like time went nowhere. Think of right? all the parents, dinosaurs. Think of all the parents who show that to her, their kids. Turned it off and go. No, love is between one man and yeah. one woman only. Yeah, we've actually asked our kids if they've ever heard that at school specifically, just to make sure that you know they aren't being necessarily taught that secretly. Anyways, which that being way, said, which, one, so, wait, which way that love is between a man and a, a woman only, or yeah, or? make sure that's not being taught to them. Correct. Yeah. Hmm. So. um uh, what is time veers off the handles, right? Off the rails. It's just not the fucking episode is not about time. It's not dinosaurs. What is art? It's mostly Forky being annoying, asking what is art over and over again. Yeah. What is a friend? You know, that kind of was a little bit about friend. Money was a little bit about money. So what is love is like, okay, back to form. We're actually sort of. It doesn't it. answer what love is. No, which is great because you really can't answer what is love. It's a chemical reaction in your brain. So it hit on so many elements of love. Serotonin. And I looked at my wife at when the episode was going on and getting like really like deep and dark at points. I'm like, oh my god, this is kind of perfect. I thought the bear was male, so there was a homosexual thing with male voice. Bitey white. What? Bitey white was male. That was what you thought. Well, it sounded male. It's it's Betty White. That's Betty White. Oh. Yes. Wow, she's old. And Carol Burnett was <laughs> Carol Burnett, and Mel Brooks was Melephant Brooks. Why did they get all these people I thought were dead? They were in Toy Story 4, uh, except Be- Bitey White was not in Toy Story 4, but the other three were in Toy Story 4. Oh, okay. Oh, Maybe what? Bitey White was in Toy Story 4. Maybe I missed her. But yeah, um, the, other, the other three were definitely very small speaking roles in Toy Story 4 when... Woody gets thrown in the closet because Bonnie doesn't even care for Woody. Like Bonnie inherits all these toys, you know, from Andy. And it turns out when you watch Toy Story 4, all Woody's good for anymore is just rallying up the troops, essentially. Um, And maintaining Forky when Forky enters the situation. Uh, uh, Bonnie doesn't care for uh, Woody. She drops him. She leaves him behind. She throws him in the closet. He's just left to be. I don't really care so. for Woody either um, as a character. He, he's annoying in the first movie. I don't mind the characters of Buzz and Woody in uh, Toy Story 2. I yeah. really like them both there. They're fine there. But in one, it's it's just weird. It's well, a weird one dynamic. Is he's too overprotective and Buzz is too stupid. And three is a little bit, I feel like, I didn't actually mind three that much. But three just kind of felt like, all right, we're kind of going through the paces again. And you could kind of see where it was going when they entered Bonnie into the story. You're like, oh, okay, so this is the kid that's going to get the toys, obviously, in the end here. And Woody goes and introduces himself essentially to like a whole bunch of other like toys in Bonnie's play uh, playroom or bedroom or whatever. Because she sneaks Woody or Woody sneaks into her home while sneaking out of the daycare. Okay. So. Do you remember the part in Ex Machina where Don Gleason starts cutting into his own arm because he thinks – you know, he does at that point is not even sure he's himself real. or real. Yeah, that's a dark concept. That is a, a, a horror esque concept. Mm-hmm. A, and uh, Toy Story is all about that concept, and yet it's played for is like you know a, a, a fun kids movie. It's 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 yeah. There's a there's something like it's all about like not finding out that you're not really you. 
So the uh, new Child's Play, not the original Child's Play series and then the Chucky series, the new Child's Play remake, um, which is done, I think, by the same creators of Child's Play. Um, I liked the new Child's Play. I liked, I liked the Chucky series. I didn't care much for the Child's Play 1, 2, and 3, but I like Chucky's a lot. He thinks he's um, a real boy or something? Yeah, no, it's not that he thinks he's a real boy, but he becomes sentient. It's a, it's a digital... Like uh, it's like a uh, an echo dot, right? That like is it in a toy? Yeah. Like that's the whole purpose of it, right? Like oh, we put this Apple HomePod in this toy doll, and so the doll kind of can help control your home and your smart home and all that shit, and it and it becomes sentient and goes crazy and kills everything because it you know it's it's R rated. Little spoilers because uh, I I I I might watch that because I it's I, not bad. I, I like uh, and I I find Aubrey Plaza Plaza attractive. So, um, what's the other thing that was like that? Small Soldiers was kind of like that, where toys became sentient, but there was also a little bit little darker yeah. tale than Toy Story. Um, that it was, was uh, the Joe Dante. Yeah, it was it was it was a kind of a gremlinsy uh, attempt. wasn't good, but. I didn't mind Small Soldiers. I saw it in theaters. I, I think I saw it on cable. Uh, all right. Let's move on to uh, whatever the next oh, one wait, is. Oh, wait. But no. What is love? What do you give what is love? Oh, I didn't like this one either. Uh, a bunch of fucking ancient people uh, doing a silly yeah, soap opera thing. It's just like, this is stupid. I loved it. This isn't informing me what love is. I gave it five out of five boys. My daughter gave it five out of five boys. My son gave it five out of five boys. And I loved that Forky called them very, 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 very senior toys. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he mocked them. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to what is a computer? Ooh. Kristen Shaw, being a voice and everything. Yes. By the way, she was a thread that was set up in What is Love. At the end of What is Love, Carl Rhinoceros walks up to her and asks her and goes like, boom. And she's all like, now. So she's like connection into this episode. Saw her at a bar once when she was just uh, just weirdest. Recon- I me and the people I was there with just recognized her as uh, the girl from Flight of the Concords, and uh, she wasn't attractive enough for me to try and hit, hit on. I was gonna her. say, yeah. What does she look like in person? Not great. Worse. I mean, she's not. You know, hey, she gets voiceover work. It doesn't really matter what she looks like. Sarah Silverman is beautiful. Yeah. And way more beautiful in person. Not really. I think she's gorgeous. I've seen her in person like three times. I, I don't think she's a. You don't think so? She's fine, but she's not Oof. like, oh, wow. I think she's very beautiful with a tiny little head. Yeah. Uh, she's she's just at that level. I, I've, I've talked about this where, where she's just at that level of hotness where like, OK, it's still OK for her to do comedy. When you get hotter than that. Then it comes across weird. And that, that was the problem that The Daily Show ran into, because like they all have a, a similar level of attractiveness with most of The Daily Show women. But then weirdly, they hired Olivia Munn, who clearly was just reading things other people had written. But it came across so wrong because when you're that hot, it comes across as mean comedy. Well, I think that The Daily Show has just changed up stuff, Felk, because they have a new uh, host Desi Lydic or whatever Lydic or some shit like that. She is hot and she's funny. Well, you're up. I don't. I can't believe you watch the Daily Show anymore. Daily Show ended like five years ago. Um, I don't watch it as much. Uh, in the De- last what, few what is years. this? Desi Hartlock. What's her name? Sorry. Desi Lydic. Lydic. Lydoc. Lydic. Sure, I'm spelling this this wrong. L y d i c. Yeah, she's hot, but uh. Yeah, she's hot. 
I, I doubt she's. I mean, the the Daily Show isn't funny anymore. So uh, I'm sure. No, it's not as funny anymore. No. Uh, it it can't be. Why can't it be? Because John Stewart was too good. No, because uh, the only way you can do co- real comedy anymore is to go against the Orwellian <laughs> woke- oh! wokeness. And, and this do, is and, a very literature-based episode. And and do what uh, what Chappelle and, and Ricky Gervais and somewhat recently Louis C.K. has tried to do, <laughs> which is go against the grain. You send me an image. What is this? Mm, sending images of Desi. Redirect notice. Oh, did it really do a redirect notice? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I already googled her. I know what she looks like. <laughs> redirect, baby, redirect. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Another redirect. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah. You don't know how to send links to Skype? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know why all these are redirect notices. Right, we're, we're on what is a computer. This one does explain what a computer is and also ends with the message of like, hey, computers are shouldn't be your life. The real world matters and shit. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, you know, silly. Yeah, it's a good it's a good message. Um, I uh, I liked it because they said that she yelled at the computer, and I think the Kristen Shaw character, whatever her name, Triceratops, I forget Sarah. I don't remember. She says um, something like, "I just encourage and nudge very emotionally." I like that. And then at the end, felt when when Forky <laughs> Trixie, yeah, when Forky is saying to her like, you know, oh, computers, you know, shouldn't run your life, and you should like, you know meet people and you know have real interactions she just goes oh shut up forky or no oh shut it forky like i like that like it was a little bit like it was like get off it like it wasn't you know they could have gone really heavy kind of armchair sjw about this but they didn't that's not social justice that's not you know i sometimes i think you don't know what sjw means i know what social justice means but i'm just saying like they could have no i felt Maybe you misunderstood what I'm saying. I, mean, I don't know. I'm sorry that you didn't hear me. But I said they could have done that with this series. Okay. They could have made this series very much about that for kids, and they didn't. They kind of blew it in their face like with things like we're not going to actually touch upon things like love or we're not really going to get into like the deep stuff of money. We're not going to really focus on like, you know, art and friends and time and computers really. And like, we're going to like laugh at someone, you know what I mean? Like they didn't focus on the shit that could have been a little bit more like, you know, Oh, they're giving my, they're teaching my kids good morals. It's, it was more like, no, they didn't really teach morals. They were teaching anything. No, they yeah they really they they didn't they barely answered the questions uh, in in the titles and that bothered me. So that's my point though. Like I like that about these. Like I actually like the fact that they were like, well, we're just gonna do something that's kind of three minutes of nonsense. Because they, I mean, I think they would have pissed off one side or the other if they had focused one one way or the other on things. Like if they've gone like you know two, like you know focus on love like in one way like love is between a man and a woman like that would have been horrible there have been a whole bunch of people been like fuck you disney and then there've been a whole bunch of people like no fuck you because disney's right you know and vice versa if they were like love you know like there's there's shady ground they could have crossed and i think they transversed it very well by 
avoiding shit. I think they could have answered most of these questions without having to side down on on a pro or anti social justice or or not today. No, you don't obviously know what Twitter's like today, and I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah, no. All right, what is money? There is definitely a way to politicize that. Uh, Friend art, not so much. Time, definitely not. Love, definitely. Art, definitely. Art, you definitely could politicize art for sure. Of course. Eh, Not the base definition of what is art. Yeah, but if you did base definition for all of these, it would still not be that. Yeah, yeah, I guess you, yeah, I'm sure. You could throw it like, art is best when it has diversity. It comes from a not white straight male. Or art is best when you have, you know, uh, uh, dictatorships that teach you what to make. You know what I mean? They could have gone either way. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I kind of applaud them for going with nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. When when they, when if they went with something quote unquote intelligent, they would have had to in some form of way pick a side if they didn't just go baseline. I mean, it would have been yeah for a computer. They definitely could have without politicizing it for most of these, given a better explanation of like a computer is made up you know of, of, a, of a case. You got a screen, you got a CPU, a GPU, maybe a right. motherboard. They could explain what all those things are and what they do. They didn't do that. They just explained like. The base concept of what a computer is, but well, they got close, right? And Forky's just like, "What is the computer?" Like over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, my daughter gave it ten out of five boys. My son gave it six out of five boys. They both love the shit out of this one. Hmm. What do you give it? I don't know, two and a half. I think it's the highest I'll give anything here. Um, it's uh, no, I think you gave money three. Uh, I think I reduced it back to two and a half. Okay. Um, I actually didn't really like this one that much, hmm. but I mean, it, I mean. I didn't think they were all that stellar, to be honest. I really like a friend in love, I think, are the only two I really dug. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, yes. Now we got. Well, yeah. Speaking of guess things that they could politicize. What is a leader? Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Um, they, they gave the basics of what. Uh, well, of course. No, the, this the, one they stayed the furthest away from answering anything. Well, except the fact that the leader just happens to be female. Uh, Dolly voiced by uh, Bonnie Hunt. Oh, really? Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one, they they could have like had anything, and it was just mostly every time she about to say something, Forky just went, "That's the way the cookie crumbles," and just kept saying that. This over is the second over, episode, over by the way, in a row, in which you've now said that's the way the what? cookie crumbles. Really? You said it in the Witcher one too. Yeah, as an example <laughs> of like two modern dialogue that they use. Oh, maybe I was thinking of Forky when I when or I no, you said something it. nonsensical that sounds like that. Like uh, that when you give a mouse a cookie, something like that. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You give a mouse a cookie, he wants a glass of milk. Yeah. Um, uh, I okay. I will say one thing about the leader episode. Okay. It had a conga line and a whole bunch oh, of toys yeah. screaming YOLO. They didn't scream YOLO. Yes, they did. Uh, that would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been truly amazing. That would have been controversial. Well, Disney does. I mean, if, if if they did that and screamed yellow, obviously no no kid would know that there's anything amiss. Uh, uh, there's anything wrong with that. Uh, and they ask what yellow means. You say, oh, it means you only live once. Um, you know, it's it, any parent that knows is going to shut up. But yeah, exactly. But but there will be people, you know, who who adults who see it and who are like, oh, I know conga line saying yellow. I know what that really means because there's a there's Toy Stories or sorry a Disney uh, animation at large has done shit like that before. This is why there just happens to be sex in the sky and uh, a, a clear Lion fucking King. dildo on the fucking cover of the Little Mermaid. Yep, and uh, you know they they snuck in shit because they know that they can get away with it and because they're bored. 
Yeah. Because it makes them laugh. Yeah, when you spend like, you know, 30 hours on like 15 frames. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to give them a boner for three frames. <laughs> yep. No one will ever notice. And then 30 years later on VHS, somebody notices and, and it's, it's like, boycott Disney. They put a boner in the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I love it. Well, so what do you give this episode? I, I don't remember this episode. I'll give it two. Two? All right. Uh, my daughter gave it 11 out of five boys. She really fucking loved it. And uh, my son felt like he had to upscale her, so he went to 31 out of five boys. Yeah, it's fine when children do that. Yep. Sure, yeah. yeah. When Nolan says 10 out of five boys, then I, I draw the line. I still love your 47 out of five boys for Terminator 2. I think that's a, that is incredible. Yeah, and that's, 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 a real that's the best movie we ever made, so I can only get 46 from any other movie. What's a 46? Okay, if T2 is 47 out of five, what is 46 out of five boys? Schindler's List. I thought you were going to say Raiders of the Lost Ark. Aw. I like Raiders. I, lo- I mean, I love Raiders. Aliens. Aliens would be 46 out of four. All right. All right. But here's the thing. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind here. Raiders is my third favorite Indiana Jones film. Wow. So yeah. you go uh, Last Crusade, nope. Temple of Doom, Raiders. Nope. You go Temple, Last Crusade, Raiders? Correct. Nice. Temple's and then, good. I love and, Temple. and then I guess there's a fourth one. Yeah, no, we don't speak about that one. Just like we won't speak about the sequel trilogy of Star Wars ever again. <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah, next week's The Mandalorian. I have a feeling we'll bring up the sequel trilogy to Star yeah. Wars. Where we will rate and rank all 10 Star Wars films released, or all 11, excuse me. No, we won't. All right, Felk. So, moving we won't. on. I want to be clear on that. We will not rank all the Star Wars films. Or 11 rate Star Wars films in setting up of our character, the Mandalorian. Yeah. So, what is a pet? What the fuck is a pet? This, 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 it did not answer what a pet is. No, this was actually about what is shitting. Is Yeah, weirdly enough, this one is mostly about what is law enforcement and what is, uh, what goes, what happens to things you eat. You shit them out. Yep. I was uh, shocked. Uh, this is one of the only ones I actually did double take to my wife when we were watching it. I went, where's this going? <laughs> and then yeah. it actually went out the butthole. Yeah. So this actually, Pixar animated an asshole. From the inside. A cat's asshole from the inside. Yeah. But I mean, they, hey, they from did. the inside, it looks pretty similar to from the outside. You, it's it's clearly an asshole. It is. Oh, it's clearly a cat anus. Absolutely. I didn't really care for the episode other, other than that, honestly. Um, my kids gave it, uh, my daughter, five out of five boys, my son, five out of five boys. They thought it was funny. I'll give this one five out of five for the fact that fucking Pixar now has the digital assets of the inside of a cat's asshole, which means just knowing what I know about animation means it probably has, they probably rendered a fully functional asshole of a cat. Yeah, and and it's it's probably stored in a library in an yeah. archive somewhere. You can look it up with tags. No, I'm curious what the tags are attached to that one. Cat, <laughs> ass, an anus, yeah. digestion, shit. indigestion. Yeah, this is fetish shit. I I don't know. It's weird. Very cool. All right, so the fast, or not the fast, the last. Or no, not even the last. What is this? You read it. It's just the next one. What is cheese is next? It's, well, it's the penultimate. There you go. Yeah, that's correct. What is cheese? What is cheese, Felk? Well, I don't fucking know. This episode didn't answer the fact. So cheese is made from, um, you know, milk, um, real cheese, 
I've seen people say, talk about vegan mac and cheese, and uh, th- that should be illegal. Vegan mozzarella cheese sticks, I thought, was your favorite thing ever. Uh, I, I, I mean, when I see restaurants that say, we have vegan mac and cheese, or we're a vegan restaurant, here's our mac and cheese. I I, I feel like that sh- should be illegal. Like, it, it, there, there, it, it is, you know, there are r- rules for the FTC um, about, you know, what you, you know, what you can label things, and... There is no such thing as vegan cheese. Right. Period. Because it comes from a cow. And I feel it like this episode, you, now, see, I doubted what you were saying first, but now I'm coming around because now we get to what is cheese. And sure fuck enough, they don't answer what what even what cheese is because the answer is cheese is, you know, processed is from milk. Is from is This is what dairy is, where it comes from. Cheese comes from a cow. They could have had a fucking toy cow explaining, I make cheese from my fucking nipples. Yep. Uh, but no, they, this episode just goes on some weird, like, what is everything, right? Yeah. Uh, journey and never talks about what is cheese. You could say that's a joke, but in reality, there is a divisive issue on, like, what cheese is. Like, because if we're going soy, or if, we're, if we're going completely... Uh, vegan to save the environment because you know as as in 2006 we still only have 12 years um until we you know the environment's broken uh, mm-hmm. and we have to st- stop uh farming cows and chickens and all the other animals i mean chickens don't produce uh milk but um the, you know you can't obviously uh you can make milk from from goats and all kinds of things but when people talk about fucking grasshopper milk that ain't milk. That's just fucking grasshopper goo. Soy milk is not milk. Yeah, that's just pulverized grasshoppers. Yeah. S- soy milk is not fucking milk. You know, it's like, yeah, I, now I kind of question why Disney chose not to even answer what is cheese. Well, yeah, because they don't want to, like, you know, upset the kids that, you know, have no clue that mommy and daddy are feeding the wrong kind of cheese because mommy and daddy are vegans and forcing vegans on no, the fucking berkeley kids yeah the berkeley kids who are getting vegan mozzarella and uh and they're like i need cheese and i love cheese and then the fucking disney forky fucking explains them that cheese comes from fucking animals and like mommy you said this was from fucking grasshoppers and goddamn soy plants and shit and they're like that's real cheese disney's wrong Wait, what? I'm looking up grasshopper milk because I've never heard of it. I think it's a thing. I've seen grasshopper drinks, which are like a cocktail drink. I, I, I honestly, I don't know if grasshopper milk. So I'm, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. I'm just talking about some Greta Thunberg, you know, dystopian future where we all live in fucking pods and eat bugs to not anger the sun monster. She's got everybody wrapped around her finger already. Well, she doesn't. She's a puppet. Yeah, I think they did avoid answering things like that. What is a pet? Well, what about the kids who don't have real pets and their pets are plastic little toys that, you know, don't give them, you know, allergens or leave off allergens and all that kind of stuff and, like, give them sick because they're allergic to everything. My kid's allergic to everything. Like, there's all kinds of shit. Like, everything is kind of – so they kind of avoid all the answers, right? Especially with what is a pet had nothing to do with really about being a pet other than your pet will eat your toy, I guess. And then Forky's even shout out at the end of that episode. Uh, the, the what is a pet part of what is a pet starts with like f- a fucking talking spork asking a toy miniature little dog. Are you a pet? And, and the dog's like, no, I'm a toy and real dogs can be pets. Now let's not talk about that anymore. While that little officer is photographing the conga line from what is a leader. Oh, really? Yeah. 
The conga line's in trouble for yelling YOLO. Okay. That's baffling. Yeah. Well, anyway, so you're, I mean, they, they, I, I guess, yeah, but like, what is cheese is completely unanswered. And I think that's the joke because they're never going to answer what is cheese. I mean, it was, it was a red herring of a name because it was going to always be Buttercup running around telling Forky about everything. And I thought that, you know, they got pretty heady to the point where my kids like checked out of that one, to be honest. Yeah. I, that one was, that, that was a weird episode. Well, they even mentioned like dark matter at one point. I mean, everything's mentioned as almost in terminology only, like in term, like uh, like it was. Uh, we didn't start the fire, you know. It was just kind of like say it real quick, so everybody's thinking you're saying something very important. Like it was kind of like that. There's two songs that do that. The other one is. Um REM. The, yeah, REM. It's the end of the world as we know it. And, and it's uh, the end of the world as we know it. I, don't I feel fine. I don't, I don't Six know. o'clock TV hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's move. Right, I'll give. I'll give this one a boy. Um, my daughter gave it three out of five boys. My son gave it four out of five boys. Now, if you've been following along with my son, that's low. Uh, probably too heady for him at that age. Yeah, they both checked out with that one. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to finally. Finally, what is reading? <gasps> And they could have answered this one too, and they tried. Did they? I thought they tried. I don't yeah, remember they this had one. the uh, little peas telling Forky how to read. Yeah, those peas being sentient bothered me too, because they're not toys. That's just a fucking like keepsake. If that in in that case, are like wouldn't drawings also be sentient? Is everything sentient? No, no, because the piece in the pot is a toy. Piece in the pot is a toy. How's that a toy? The kids have that toy, so it's like a little thing. It's like a little pouch with three little peas in it. You put them in, you zip it up, and you unzip it, and you take them out, and you play with them as peas, and then you put them back in, you zip it up. It's Kids play with it. Babies play with it. It's more of a baby toy, to be honest. I feel like that's a massive choking hazard. How big are these peas? Uh, the ones that they sell actually at the Disney store are huge, um, but usually they're large enough that a baby shouldn't choke on them. Oh, okay. But, but in, in this episode, they were small. Each one was smaller than the, the cup part of Forky's fork. And assuming that Forky is a real spork, I think that's the, the idea. Um, yep. So they, they would be actual pea size. And like that, that just doesn't seem safe. No, that wouldn't be safe. Yeah, they were a little, I guess, scaled wrong. Especially like considering it, they're made to look like food. And they're made of fucking like cloth, right? Like, well, that's a big thing though. A lot of kids have that stuff. Like we have a bunch of that. We have like cloth um, vegetables for like fake you know, pretending to eat and teaching them what what vegetables are. And like, you know, it's helped for like, it helps for color. It helps for shapes. It helps for um, tangibility. It also helps for like connecting it to nutrition and all that stuff. And there's wood ones. We have wood ones too. And, and uh, plastic ones as well. Yeah. We have a bunch of that type of stuff. Not just peas, not just peas. We have like carrots, strawberries, tomatoes, you know, I mean, literally every, almost everything you can fucking think of that they could make squash, lettuce, Jesus bok Christ. choy. You know what I'm thinking? Like right now, I've saved so much fucking money by not having kids. You did. There's so much shit you have to buy. I, you have to buy oh, fucking. So much. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we have stuffed strawberries. That's just one of the many things you have to spend $10 on when you have kids. Now, granted, the stuffed strawberries were made by an ant. Thank God. Uh, people do spend a lot of money on shit like that. Absolutely. And 
Yeah, you spend a lot of money on something that you're going to donate to charity in a year or less or throw away. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, lost money, but a lot of memories made. Aww. And I'm thinking about buying a second drone. <laughs> yeah, that's your baby right there. That's what I get for wearing condoms most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time <laughs> i love it so yeah reading was a good season outro um it, it actually even had like an uh season outro at the end at the uh end credit sequence um and i kind of liked how mr spell was in on it with forky to you know trick the peas they gaslit the peas apparently they you know the whole thing was about gaslighting i guess because the whole thing was Forky was pretending he didn't know how to read. Well, isn't all parenting just gaslighting anyways? It can be. A lot of it is. Fucking and then Santa Claus. people and... not to do it. It's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, there are people there. I know there, there are definitely millennial parents that are like, we're not going to lie to our kids about tooth fairies and Easter bunnies and Santa Claus and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, okay, great. So your kid's just going to spoil it for the entire community of children at that at that school. Whatever. Go get it. Go have it. I think back to being a kid. It's like the like when you figured because I figured out there was no Santa up very early. And, and you know, don't spoil it for the other kids who believe in Santa. And I'm like, yeah, when do you, when do I find out Jesus isn't real either? And and can I spoil that already? Cause, <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was like round 10 that I had figured out that like, oh, shit. Adults just never found out that the Jesus was was bullshit, too. Yeah, <laughs> they just they just kept on going. Well, no, but Jesus of Nazareth was a real person. So was Saint Nick. <laughs> yes, he was a real person, yes. But you know what but, I'm fucking talking about. It's the right, magic the, shit. The legend and the myth of, of people versus the reality of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the mid-12th century concept of Jesus that, that grew up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm on you. I, I get you. I get you. I, 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 liked, um, I liked how Forky, uh, you know... Did though did try to cast like the peas, and then I liked how Mister Spell came in and tried to like put a moral behind it, behind gaslighting. Yeah, so if Mister Spell is a fucking live, that's just a very simplified, purpose built computer. Yes, that means that, that iPads are alive. That means that all iPads are sentient. That means all computers yeah. are sentient. Everything with a computer in it is sentient. Oh my god, it's getting crazier. Like when you're a fucking adult and you you're a rich ass motherfucker and you buy a third car, that car is a toy. It doesn't matter that you're an adult um, or maybe you're only 16. Is that Wait. too young to create toys because you play with them? Are cars sentient? Is cars just the continuation of the Toy Story storyline? Anything's possible. Um. So, yeah. So Mr. Spell tries to put morals behind it. Right. And he even says the forky. Yeah, I wrote this down. I guess some folks just don't appreciate a good joke. I thought the humor was top notch. There will be other days and other opportunities to brighten the lives of others. What? What is this from? Sorry, I'm confused. That's, that's what Mr. Spell says to Forky after he gaslights the peas and the peas don't like it and they run away. I don't know if I watched this one. <laughs> what is reading? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. So anyways, um, the whole thing ends, obviously, with end credit scenes. Every episode ended with an end credit scene. This one ended with an end credit scene with uh, Forky talking to the audience, saying, you know, he was going to do another season after the season of asking questions was done. And he was, you know, thankful to be able to ask so many questions. Um, I asked my kids, who's he talking to? My daughter said, he's talking to us. My son said, he's talking to the room. Felk. Did you watch any 
of the end credit scenes. I don't think so. I think I skipped to the next one on all of them. So I don't know what you're talking about in these end credit scenes. As soon as the credits came, I was like, next one, fucking get through this. <laughs> okay, the end credit scenes were like the punchlines for some of the jokes. So you know how like if you skipped Arrested Development's end credit scenes or whatever they're next on yeah. Arrested Developments, you miss sometimes the 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 end of a joke. Yeah, and usually those were non-canon, and then um, Tony Hale lost his hand in, in one of them, and it's like, well, that one was canon. It was weird. Yeah, they continued that story on. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyways, they did the same thing for these. They kind of continued plot lines or little jokes or hit a punchline at the end. All of them had a little end credit scene. I wonder if that is a reference to Arrested Development. I don't think so. I think it's just their way of kind of con- continuing the joke. Um, and in a three minute format. So the only other thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the real meat and potatoes here. Oh, good. Was, An hour and 15 minutes in <laughs> to our Forky episode. Um, the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, was essentially uh, Forky asked a question for adults, except he really actually did stuff. Did you watch any of that? I watched all of the world, according to Jeff Goldblum. Did you like it? Could have talked more about that than I could have about the Forky episodes. I'm not, I don't know how we got to an hour and 16 minutes talking about Forky. Uh, there was a lot more to unpack in the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, because uh, there's actual information and jeff does try to answer the questions of you know what is denim and how it's made and uh animation that might have been done by pixar because the animation was really the what, what what there was was really good and really you know clear informative graphics and stuff they were this was really well done uh educational documentary case studies yeah it's probably tv pg you know it's it, it doesn't uh it's not like a what is sex um that said no funny that you i guess we'll bring it back uh yeah i think i stopped watching the makeup one when it was just men in makeup putting makeup on jeff goldman like fuck this i'm I, <laughs> this, this is a uh, james charles or whatever his name is uh fucking men who do makeup tutorials on on youtube mm-hmm. they have an audience that's great it's not for me not something i want to see did you ever see um, Easy A? I think it was Easy A. It's the one With where Emma Stone? Uh, Emma Stone. Yeah, that movie. No. What about it? I think I've seen it. She talks about at one point in the bathroom when she's going through her like detention or whatever it was, right? Her punishment. She's talking with her gay friend about how, you know, she just put on a show. It doesn't matter. Like, you can totally lie. And then they're talking about their Christian friend. They're like, is she really believe the way she seems to act she believes? I always wonder... If some of these people online are just throwing like so much flair into things, what whatever it be, whatever it is, they want to act more nerdy, you know, so they, you know, they put a whole bunch of toys behind them, you know, on a bookshelf for their video, you know what I mean? Yeah, or well, they, they need like, like makeup artist guys are just acting extra gay on purpose. Or they yeah, act no little, shit, yeah, or of something like that because it depends on the industry, right? So like, if you're like doing like you know nerd movie episodes, you want something behind you that, or you want to bring off the flair, wear clothing. That says like, hey, I watch Jaws all the time because I'm Dan Merle and I will never stop watching Jaws. You know what I mean? Or 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 you have like all that stuff or yeah, in the makeup world, people tend to like, you know, w- beautiful women to either be their makeup artist or to have, you know, really beautiful gay men be their makeup artist. That's what I was talking about the last the Golden Globes one with that fucking one guy who's like wears like all kinds of floral but we couldn't dresses. figure out though what he what he does in life i didn't i don't even know what he i did, can't remember his fucking honest. name now oh billy porter That's yeah it. that, so that you think do? billy porter is is just acting normal <laughs> no he's intentionally embellishing it right 
so I just think sometimes people put on a little flair, like actors do. And then I think like Jeff Goldblum, I don't think he acts that way 24 seven. The camera's on. He does his little arm stuff a little bit more like Conan O'Brien. Kind thing. of. You can see him being just regular him, though, occasionally. And it's like he's still a weird dude. With his family? He's still a weird dude, though, yeah. I really liked the uh, World According to Jeff Goldblum. I thought Denim was one of my favorite episodes. I thought Shoes was awesome. Or Sneakers. And um, and I really liked Pools a lot. Is that an episode? Yeah, it was the final episode. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet, then. Yeah. Um, oh, and shit. Just I got, like I got, I'm going to watch question, that. I'm going to watch that. I want to know about pools. That was a really good one. It starts off with like Raging Waters and San Dimas. So the pools one ends kind of like Forky asks a question, uh, what is reading? Or, yeah, and it, and Jeff Goldblum's uh, the shoes episode or sneakers episode uh, is like a lot like Forky's What is Money in the sense that he throws little codas in there for like, this is how my series is going to be. I'm Jeff Goldblum. And then it goes into the show for just the shoes episode. And then pools ends with him being like, thank you for coming along with me on this crazy journey, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll look into this more again next season or something. And then, yeah, very, well, it. cause I think that's a Disney plus thing is that Disney plus has no fucking clue. Like it's all metric based. If this, this is streamed well, this, this gets the second season. Oh, this I think is doing well because out of everything, most people are talking about Mandalorian, obviously, and then people talk about like the the movie they're watching, Marvel, Star Wars, whatever it be, princess film from Disney or some kind of animated classic, right? Yeah. Or they're talking about Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, things like that. But I've heard from original content, the one thing I keep hearing people talk about, other than Mandalorian, really is World According to Jeff Goldblum, and I'm happy to hear that because I thought it was oh, Denim was another episode I really liked because I really thought it was a fantastic documentary series and i and i really like jeff goldblum as a host like i thought he was a great host personality yeah okay and I like i love how he connected with people hmm so i i really enjoyed the series as a whole i would give the world according to jeff goldblum a five out of five boys what would you give that series uh i haven't seen the pools one yet so i'm gonna abstain oh i'm gonna watch it after we're done i'm gonna watch it after we're done i'm excited Okay. With that being said, um, would you rewatch any of the Forky Asks a Question? I'm sorry, not rewatch. Would you watch season two of Forky Asks a Question? No, of course not. I, I, I only watched this one because you wanted to do a spoiler cast on it. Well, what if we have to do a spoiler cast for season two? Okay. When you did the Frozen one, I, I figured you would actually do a real spoiler cast, even though it's a kid's movie. I mean, it has a huge fan base, including many adults and parents who mm-hmm. think the first one's great. I, I, I was surprised to find that you were kind of ambivalent about the first one but like the second one more um don't like the first one but i didn't think we were going to do a real spoiler cast for for forky i thought this is more you know be kind of a joke uh, ironic uh kind of like when the jack off boys called in the episode but uh, yeah you want to do a real spoiler cast that's that's fine i i have no desire to see uh, the se- second season of, of, of Forky, uh, it's not for me. This serves a purpose. I'm glad it exists, I, I guess. I mean, as, as glad as I can be of any Disney product existing, because, you know, Disney maybe. 
Wait, it's bad, but <laughs> you wanted to do Forky ask a question because you wanted to discuss what we're about to discuss next. That was the whole purpose. Yeah, I know. We're, we're getting into it now, like after an hour and 20 minutes. I know. Well, I just go with the flow, honestly. So, I mean, like we kind of just worked our way into a real conversation about the, the series and that's it. We could have gone and veered any direction we wanted. And I, I do get that. Well, yeah. We didn't. Well, well, yeah. So the reason I, 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 want, I, I wanted to do this episode, I guess, is because uh, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on this uh, article from the Hollywood Reporter published on uh, January 3rd, 2020. So it's a bit old now called The Whiteness of Toy Story 4. Mm. Ballard, did you read this article? I have not. <laughs> oh, that's I really helpful. Read it on air. I was hoping to not have to read the entire thing on air. It's not that long. I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. Just go through the points that you, you want to talk about and then ask me, I guess, questions or, or posit to me the questions that you really want to answer. Okay, I haven't seen Toy Story 4, but this is about the Toy Story series as a whole, too. Uh, from The Hollywood Reporter, a periodical of note, uh, Stephen Galloway writes, It's not just the near absence of people of color in the Pixar film that's bothersome. It's the absence of anything approximating life in America as most know it. Was there any movie this past year as exuberantly entertaining, as creatively conceived as Toy Story 4? Yeah, probably lots. Um, ever since the, the franchise was launched in 1995, it's been a cornucopia of riches from its indelible characters to its unparalleled animation. All right, let, let's, let's get to the uh, skipping ahead because it's just a lot of purple fucking prose. Uh, because in many ways, Toy Story 4's worldview seems like an Eisenhower era fantasy. Love Eisenhower. This writer is claiming, stating that it's a bad thing. Uh, a vision of America that might have come from the most diehard reactionary. Lovely if you're wealthy and white, but alarming if you're black or brown or gay or a member of any other minority. In other words, more than half the U.S. population. True, there are a few characters of color, including two supporting players voiced by Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele. So that basically just completely underwrites the point of the article there. Uh, but each of the leads is Caucasian, capital C, and not just the franchise regulars, but a host of new ones, including a very white fork, Tony Hale. That's among the more memorable and merchandisable creations of this fourth iteration in the series. Uh, nor is it just the near absence of people of color that's bothersome. It's the absence of anything approximating life in America, as most of us as know. toys. Toy Story 4's yeah, Toy Story 4's main family lives in a big, brightly lit house in an ivory utopia. Its daughter sleeps in a plush room packed with the U.S. Treasury's worth of gizmos. They drive around in a gas-guzzling RV. Okay, okay, okay. He's been way too dickhead to like Bonnie's home. Bonnie's home is small. It's not a huge home. Yes, it's in, an, in, a, in a nice suburban neighborhood, yeah. but that shouldn't like be a detractant. And then on top of that, she sleeps in a room with a plush, a plush room. No, it's not a plush room. The room is not one giant teddy bear she's sleeping in. It's not. It's not that at all. This is just. This is a little bit too colorful. Again, I'm skipping some things here, but problems of prejudice, money, and unemployment never seem to cross anyone's mind. I'd have expected no less. Kids movie. I'd have expected no less in the days when John Lasseter was running Pixar with his rear guard <laughs> view of an idealized oh past that was only ideal if you weren't black or Hispanic or poor. 
He took a leave of absence November 2017 and officially left Disney Pixar at the end of 2018, but share story credit on the finished film. Still, did nobody in the post-Lassiter era, either at Pixar or its parent company, the Walt Disney Co., pipe up and say, hey, this has got to change? No. Pixar has often repeated outmoded tropes with no visible awareness of doing so, and only occasionally has it gone the other way, as of 2017's Coco. Take 2006's Cars. Its humor was based on all sorts of foreign stereotypes, inadvertently encouraging the anti-immigrant prejudice that's now running rampant through the country. Nor did previous Toy Story films do much to advance the times. The original 1995 release was dominated by a white male cast with Annie Potts and Laurie Metcalf as the only lead women. Toy Story 2 increased its female quotient, but still had all white leads. And Whoopi Goldberg as the octopus stretch was the only notable person of color in 2010's Toy Story 3. Pixar isn't the sole culprit, of course. Animation has long been a white male preserve that has only slowly welcomed change and begun to recruit talent that doesn't fit its established norms. Mostly Indians. Yeah. Now a new generation of animators is showing what can happen when they get a shot. As we all discovered with 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and some of the better recent contenders for Oscars animated short. This is part of a broader industry problem, too. As a January 2nd report from the USC Anberg inclusion, whatever the fuck that is, made clear when it noted that the participation of uh, quote unquote underrepresented directors uh, in feature films had dropped from 21.4% to in 2018 to 16.8% in 2019. All right, I could have skipped that part. Um, at least Pixar knows it needs to change. That's why in 2018, it launched the Spark Shorts program designed to foster diverse talent and stories, which has borne fruit with this year's Oscar shortlisted Kitbull. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kitbull. Everybody loves that. Kitbull was good. That was actually really good. It's sad. Pixar's next big release, Soul, centers on an African-American musician with Jamie Foxx, Felicia Rashad, Questlove, and David Diggs. And then there's the upcoming Onward, which stars Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, but also features Lena Waithe and Octavia Spencer. So all this is Octavia, completely... Octavia. Octavia. What did I say? Octavia. Octavia Spencer. This is all uh, refuting the point, which is, hey, this movie's got too many white people in it. Pixar should know better. Oh, they have, though. <laughs> yeah. But the, oh, they're doing something. Right here. Here's the fucking twist. This is a Shyamalan fucking twist. Ready? Mm -hmm. If you're white and middle class, as I am, oh. if you drive a nice car and have a safe job, all this may seem moot. <gasps> but not if you're the five-year-old African-American girl a friend of mine recently adopted. <laughs> what? Because you wouldn't be friends with white Dude. Dude, this guy is claiming all kinds of like negativity towards white privilege, and then he just flat out like, look at my white privilege. They talked about the five-year-old African-American girlfriend of mine recently adopted. He says, I was about to give her Toy Story 4, but I've changed my mind. Give her it? I guess on DVD. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because, like, well, because it sends the worst sort of message for a child like her. You're an outsider, kept at a distance from everything fuzzy 
and fun in American life. Perhaps by the time she sees Toy Story 5, whenever that is, Never. we'll have moved on. We'll have reached the end of this make-believe homogeneity. Hom- homogeneity? Yeah, homogeneity. This make-believe homogeneity. This racism by exclusion that's no less pernicious than the real thing. See, this is SJW. You think? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then you then you do know what it means. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, this is not. This is peak SJW. This is disgusting. This is SJW to a point where I read that if it was parody, that was my performance reading. You that. almost could read that like it was an Onion article. Yeah. Especially the last part. He goes, if you're white and middle class as I am. <laughs> this is from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, a significant periodical in our industry. Stephen Galloway. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, I I read this, and I swear to God, it was like finding out Bruce Willis was dead the whole time, that, that second to last paragraph. If you're white and middle class, as I am, that that's where it just blew my mind. That only a white person could be the stupid. <laughs> Sounds like he was handing a, 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 a five-year-old girl a copy of Toy Story 4 and then said, no, never mind, too white for you. You know what she must think? She must think he's an asshole. Like, he's like, I'm about to get, I really wanted to see that movie. Where are you going, mister? Taking back my movie, mister. I'm saving you. I'm saving you from the pain you would have endured watching this horrible fucking movie. For all the reasons that I had some total fucking white guilt for about white privilege, and I had to go and lambast that shit on an article. Well, everyone's making fun of it because it's not the, the line, and not just the franchise regulars, but a host of new ones, including a very white fork. A very white fork. Uh, well, yeah, they do, I guess. I think I said before that they only have really like white forks and maybe like off color white like uh biodegradable forks no shit like that's that. the point that's the point why it's so stupid because like but they also have black sporks i did find some in my drawer oh really you did you yeah. look yeah i actually went looking because i have like a whole bunch of like uh sporks and stuff like that and there are black yeah, i think forks. kfc actually has a black spork yeah they have black sporks they do but not spork or forky <laughs> you know i wish they did I wish they just did a a fucking matte black black f- spork no, for weird. Toy Story Four, and just had this really horrible design that was difficult to read, and just turned out to be a really black hole in the middle of the image that was <laughs> running around going, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Extra there's nightmare. a reason they picked white because it was easier on the animation for the look of the animation for the conceptual design because it reads better in the lighting and it plays better for the animation and for the emotions and being able to make a character emote. If they honestly just used a jet black fucking fork or spork, it would have been really difficult to make that thing emote the same way. It's not a function of uh, of race or ethnicity. It's a function of animation and conceptual design. And you're being able to feel that way is just a, a part of your white privilege as imagined, but if you were a black person, you, you would just see exclusion in that white fork. You would see this is not me, as imagined by white person Stephen Galloway. Yep, from the, the Hollywood Reporter. 
<laughs> all right. I think we're good. <laughs> I think we've, we did it. We did it. Uh, that is the, that is all right. Quick cool boy ranking of, of forky asked question season. What? I'll give it two stars. Not for me, but no, also ranking. I knew this it was not a me. rating. This is a ranking of season one. Oh, we have to rank the episodes. I'll go first. God I'll go first. Right. I'll put forky asked question season one at uh, number one. Wait, wait, what do you mean? I'm ranking the season. Oh, I, th- I thought you were going to rank all the episodes. No, no, no. I'm just going to rank the seasons. Okay. All right. Well, that's easier. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will I will rank it uh, in the middle. Right? <laughs> it's in the middle of all the seasons out there? Yeah. <laughs> no, wait. Let's rank it with Toy Story 4. I will say it is better than Toy Story 4. All, the entire season one of Forky Asked a Question is better than Toy Story 4. You just created a little game that I can't play in because I haven't seen Toy Story 4. <laughs> cool boy nation tell us what the fuck you thought about my hard bod we're all over the place with content man and, and what you thought about the first season of forky asks a question no one's gonna know why we did this i still don't know and how many boys out of five you would give my hard bod by emailing us at the cool boys podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. Also, if you had so much fun like we did discussing Forky Asks Question, then please check out our episode 29 spoiler cast for Dunkirk. <laughs> is there a joke there? Or is it like, do we talk about Toy Story 4? No, like Dunkirk's a really good spoiler cast. And episode 151, where we discuss Disney Plus. Okay, that one's relevant. New episodes come out every week, you fucking tards, but also usually on Tuesdays. Tards days. I added an also in there. Be sure to smash your pussies and lick those click clit buttholes. Oh, buttons. I got buttholes on the mind because a forky went through one. Oh, imagine shit. That's so, that cat ate a spork and shit it out. Yeah, but not just a spork. A spork with feet and arms. <laughs> that would that would fuck that cat up. Yeah, that cat might have died. Uh, new episodes come out every week, you fucking tards, but usually on tards days. Be sure to smash your... I read this part already. Your pussies and lick those clit buttons, you fucking sluts, and subscribe to the cool boys, you complete utter whores, and review us on Apple Podcasts, if that even is a real thing. Hit is my it? cock, and let's fucking talk. You can also avoid <laughs> donating to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Bitch, please check out our great... Our cool boy, <laughs> other great central content. God damn it. But you won't, because you're just too good for us. Too good, too big, too hot. With Batman and Beyond, <laughs> your nearest internet. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from Forky Ass a Question, Falk. And that's Bizies from Ballard Ask a Question Ballard. You didn't do it in the Forky Ask a Question voice. And that's Bizies from Ballard Ask a Question. Forky Ask a Question. Ballard knows. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by Forky Ass Question. Hey, Toots, why don't you lift that skirt up a little bit? Why is it a fucking Jersey construction worker? Like, what is that voice? Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I was trying to think, is there is there some kind of YouTube video that that's mocking? Or I thought that was surely a, a, a thing from Toy Story 4. Like, that was a... That was a no, there was nothing. What, what I don't know what that is. Like, I think it was Bob Peterson who did the voice, and I, it felt like it was like a like a McGruff cop kind of thing, you know? like Oh, I, I heard I heard construction worker who harasses women in, like, like Manhattan, or probably more Jersey. Too good, too big, too hot. That's what I thought. Forky asked a question. I don't know. All right, let's not talk about Forky asked the question anymore. Ever, ever again. Ever again. Ever, ever again. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs>